Welcome to an informed live radio on 1150 AM KKNW and streaming live to CHDTV on this day before Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve Eve. This is one of my favorite days, you know, all the good things to come and most everything's done that needs to be done. Not everything. Enough is left that I'm, you know, you're a little bit anxious to make sure you're going to to get it all done. Um, and this is a really special show. So I, I've titled it Healing at the Speed of Light with a little nod to you know what, some of you out there, but we're going to keep it all very positive here. This is holiday music for body and soul because part of leading a healthy, informed life really should include the music that inspires, whatever inspires you. And so I've got two great hours for you today. In the second hour, it's going to be a pre-recording of Caleb Howard, who joined me a few days ago from his home to sing some beautiful uh, gospel music for you for, for the holidays. And right now, I've got live in an actual recording studio, I have Denise Michelle, and she's coming on to sing for us and tell us a little bit about her. Hello, Denise. Hi, Bernadette. How are you? I'm very good. I'm just so pleased that you were able to join me this evening. It's it's really interesting, um, the journey of you and I together, Denise, because I didn't meet you through music. I met no. you through activism, through advocacy at a wonderful event in Nashville, the Nurse yes. Freedoms Network event. And in fact, I think next week I'm going to be having on um, one of the great nurses from that event onto the show. Um, wonderful. And you were there in supporting Dr. Flavin, Flavin, who I've had on this show as well a couple of times. Yes. Yes. Um, amazing. Yes, I was there supporting uh, Colmed that I've been working for Dr. Flavin for over 10 years. Um, she's one of the best integrative cancer doctors in the world and a scientist and a biochemist and just amazing mentor boss. Um, she's working so hard to save lives all around the world. So uh, and has been working behind the scenes, um, helping with um, all the, you know, COVID related things and jab yes. related things, um, trying to get real information out there, um, uh, working yeah. with people like Tess Lowry and mm -hmm. um, wanting to meet actually uh, Dr. Uh, Ryan Cole and connecting her with Dr. Merrick. So all that, that event that we went to really had some great things come out of it. And uh, yeah, so. that is so fantastic. And you are a trained singer, songwriter, um, actress. How did you, um, how did your path cross with Dr. Flavin? Well, that's interesting. Well, I split my time between uh, Connecticut and uh, the Nashville area currently. Um, Dr. Flavin is overseas now, but we met in Connecticut. And um, so, yeah, I believe it or not, as a musician or an actress, you're, you know, sometimes you have to supplement your income. So I was temping. So it was just kind of like fate. And I temped for her for a little while. And then she asked me, you know, to come on like full time to help her. And mm -hmm. it's just been an amazing journey. She is one of the, the smartest, just amazing, most amazing people that I've ever met. And it's an honor to help support her 
and um, you know, get get the word out for yeah. you know everything that's going on. So yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, and and through that we connected. I just love the way angels are working overtime to connect people. Ab you know, absolutely. And I'm very hopeful that in this new year, a lot of things that are underway that are bubbling up in a joyful way are going to change the direction um, and really bring us into a much better place. And with that, I want listeners now to be treated to your lovely voice, your lovely music. And you want to start us off today with an original work, one of your own songs. Can you tell us about it? Yes. Well, like I said, I, I've been in theater all my life and musical theater and have been in church all my life. Um, but I feel like a, a more of a calling to go into contemporary Christian. So I started uh, writing some contemporary Christian music and I was working with a gentleman and, and working with him uh, named Jonathan Helfand here in Nashville. He has Barnhouse Studios here in Nashville. So I wrote the music lyrics. He put he put the music to my vision and we're going to be continuing to write more songs. But this is uh, one of the songs that we wrote. It's called Yeshua. Yeshua, Yah Yeshua Is your name, O Lord You are holy, forever worthy We worship you, we worship you You are the way, the truth, the life You hold all power, you're the light No name's higher than yours Jesus The King of kings and Lord of lords your body on the cross and shed your blood for every soul to save the world that's why we cry out yes you are yeah yes you are is your name oh We serve a God who understands Provides for every need we have His love is unconditional Jesus Yeshua And through him we can do it all All things through him gives us strength Authority, I believe I put my faith in Yeshua 
Yeshua is your name, oh Lord. You are holy, forever worthy. We worship you, we worship you. That was so beautiful. Now, is that oh, available? Um, is it available out there now? Is it being played? Or how does that Not work with yet. music? Not well, yet. We're putting a few more songs together um, to shop around and also okay. um, put out maybe like a little EP. So that that's in process. But yeah, Yeshua, um, I just wanted to say, you know, people don't, you know, they realize, but remind people of the Jewish roots of Christianity. And, you know, <clears throat> people always go back and some people say, oh, Jesus, there was no J back in that time. It was it was a Y. It's Yeshua. But it doesn't matter. I feel like God, he, he knows whatever name you call him. He knows it. But I think mm -hmm. it's a good reminder for people to understand, like find the Hebrew name, the, the original. And, you know, he was Jewish. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All of the, well, the three major religions all have their foundations in that part of the world and a lot of co yes. common overlap. And I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because it, it's like right now, <clears throat> the forces that be, the powers that be are trying mm -hmm. to make us see division everywhere yes. rather than encouraging us, right, to find common ground and to work together and to celebrate. And we're divided by language in so many ways. Um, and yes. we shouldn't be because it's like you said, you know, God doesn't care what you call him, just call him. Yes. And he I has think many names and he yeah. knows, you know, he knows. <laughs> it's like, I, okay, I didn't grow. I was not in, you know, born in the Middle East. I would, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, Jewish, but he knows, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, he knows when I call yeah. him. And, so. um, and Yeshua is very, it flows more than the hard yes. J. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, very, very good. Yeah. So, um, well, let's go ahead and get on to the next number here. I want to make sure you've got six uh, numbers all together. Okay. So let's I move on. What, what's the next song you would like to perform for us today? Um, the next song, I really love this song. It's called Hallelujah, Light Has Come. So it kind of, it's like a lullaby and it's kind of from Mary's perspective. And it's a beautiful song. I may, a, a lot of people may or may not know the song, but it's become one of my favorites. And mm -hmm. um so I'd like to share it. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Another beautiful, beautiful song. That one kind of gave me the chills, especially with the background of the, the lights. Um, if you're just listening um, yeah. on the radio, if you get a chance to go to CHD TV to, to see the background that she's got for her numbers, it's it's very moving. Um, oh, you know, in the next you. hour, Caleb Howard has uh, plays a song um, from the point of view of Joseph. So I mm. love that you sang from the point of view of Mary. And then um, oh, that's some, so awesome. It's something like, I didn't think about as a kid. What did it feel like to be Mary or to be Joseph in this time? Exactly. And Mary you know? was a kid. I mean, she was literally mm -hmm. like 14 years old. They were both teenagers, you know. Wow. So, you know, just I'm, I'm, you're birthing the, the son of God. Like what kind of, you know, the, the pressure, the, you know, people, the rejection, and even Joseph was ready mm -hmm. to leave, you know. But the yeah. angel of God came and said, you know, you know, yeah. take her as your wife. This is she's holy. She's a she is a virgin. She's not cheating on you. You know, take <laughs> her, and you know, you guys are going to steward over this, yeah. this child who's going to save us. And that's yeah, that's pretty amazing. momentous. And um, you know, something again. You know, as every every year, and as I age and learn more about life, and and, and try to sort things out. So many things. You know, and especially some of the traditional religious beliefs um, and stories begin to have even more meaning for me when I really realize a lot of times the modeling of behavior that we were taught through yes. through what happened, through the stories of courage, uh, of love, of compassion, Mm -hmm. uh, standing in your truth, standing truth to power, you know, speaking yes. truth to power, um, immense sacrifices, um, mm -hmm. uh, but you do the right thing anyway. You know, all of those things um, are modeled in this Christmas season when we honor, you know, the birth of, of the baby Jesus. And I just think it's really pretty cool. Um, it's so right. to stand in our yeah. truth. Yeah, so important, and especially in this time, to stand up and stand in our truth and, um, you know, help as many people as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the biggest enemy right now is, is fear. Fear is being used. Oh, the master fear. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I've had to myself just, I've had to really, you know, grapple with that. And I was just like, you know what? No, I trust God. I'm not going to be in mm -hmm. fear. I'm going to, I was like, God, I trust you, you know, and, but a lot of people are, you know, unfortunately, they're watching the mainstream news. They're, you know, listening to everybody around them instead of listening to that inner voice and what, you know, th what the Lord shit is telling them. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, and making their decisions and doing some things um, based on fear. And it's sad. Yeah. And I, I do encourage people, whatever music speaks to your soul, surround yourself with it because I do believe that helps you find the courage to, to feel like you're not alone in the world when there's music that matches what you're going through and empowers you. I love a five time of five times August. I've heard a lot of his music. It's all about the movement, but um, you know, no, that gets my, it's pretty good. Um, so inspire us now again with uh, what's the next number you would like to play for us? Okay, well, this is like um, a country number. Now, I've always dibbled, I've always loved different genres of music. So I kind of, and I 
when I what I choose to do is try to incorporate all those genres into one. But I've you know I've done reggae, I've done gospel stuff, I've done all different types of um, music. But I love country. I've always dabbled in country a bit. And Loretta Lynn passed away this year, mm-hmm. so this is a song that she wrote uh, called "Country Christmas." <clears throat> Mommy, pop the popcorn and we'll string it on the tree. Apples, nuts, and candy, oh, what a Christmas feast. Daddy, play the organ and we'll all sing silent night. We'll have a good old country Christmas, all right. A good old country Christmas, that's where it's gonna be. With all the family gathered round our pretty Christmas tree. We'll open up our presents Christmas Eve about midnight. We'll have a good old country Christmas, all right. Danny Bell will be there, Uncle Bill and their nine kids. We'll make pallets on the floor just like we always did. Grandma made the pies and cakes, so what a pretty sight. We'll have a good old country Christmas, all right. A good old country Christmas, that's where it's gonna be. With all the family gathered round our pretty Christmas tree. We'll open up our presents Christmas Eve about midnight. We'll have a good old country Christmas, all right. A good old country Christmas, that's where it's gonna be. With all the family gathered round our pretty Christmas tree. We'll open up our presents Christmas Eve about midnight. We'll have a good old country Christmas, all right. <laughs> I love a little it. fun, like a little fun ditty. Yeah, you oh, know? Loretta Lynn was so awesome. What a legend she was! Know? And I just love, like, uh, my grandfather used to love Charlie Pride, and people don't realize there's like, um, you know, there are black roots in country music as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Dolly Parton, of course. I won, like, I was a runner-up in a Dolly Parton contest, taking one of Dolly's songs and making it my own. It was a Mountain Soul competition. So uh, I didn't get a chance to meet Dolly, but her sister Cassie was one of the judges, and I got to meet her. And uh, it was great. I just love it. I just, I, I really love all, all genres of music. If it's good, it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So. Well, I was thinking your, your voice works really well with country. I was thinking, think it, so? yeah, I'm, I'm a tap it along, you know. <laughs> I'm not, Thank you don't you. want to hear me sing. I, I can't carry a tune in a bucket, oh, as they say. No. But I do love I to hear that. music. Oh, no, it's it's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't even make the choir at St. Bernadette's grade school. So, you know, and everybody oh, you went made to, the you, choir. Bernadette went to St. Bernadette's. I did, yes. My, and my husband and <laughs> I, I were it. married in St. Bernadette's church. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy that number. Um, how are we doing on time here? I wanted to ask you about a few other aspects um, sure. of your, of your career. And in particular, you've, you made a tribute to Michael Jackson. Can you tell us more about that? 
Yeah, so this has been several years in the making. Um, I say God orchestrated it, but I ended up connecting with a, a gentleman who wrote a book called uh, Broken Heart Stone, uh, world's most famous pran print, Michael Jackson. So um, people don't realize that Michael had a heart in the middle of his hand, and there was a impression that he made in Las Vegas years ago, and the person I'm working with ended up buying it because it was getting ready to be shipped overseas. That impression, that was the only impressions that Michael Jackson ever made, are now sitting in the forecourt of the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Mm. But there's a whole backstory to that. And um, it's kind of this, we're, we're in the process of making a documentary right now about this, uh, the Broken Heart Stone, about Michael Jackson, um, you know, and a lot of the lies and things that have been told about him. And um, mm -hmm. so I wrote the tribute song. So this is going to be like the title song for the documentary. But I did several years ago to get a chance to perform it in front of Michael's house in Gary, Indiana, where he grew up, mm -hmm. uh, in front of his mother and his um, his sisters. So mm -hmm. it was it was it was a wonderful experience. So we're hoping the documentary will come out uh, next year, or I can't believe it'll be 15 years. I believe in 2024 that he's been gone. So it's hard to believe. Wow. Yeah. It was so shocking when he passed at age of 50, I think so young. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, so many, so much tragedy. And yet his music kind of lives on still. It's still being played all the time. Um, and it's multi-generational, like so many generations are being, have, you know, love Michael and have been, you know, love his music and everything, mm -hmm. the things that he did for the world. And like, he's very, you know, like, the spirit of giving and he's like, I think he's in the Guinness book of world records for being the most, you know, um, he's given the most money to charities and all that stuff. He's has several wow. world records for doing that. Huh? I didn't, so, I didn't realize he really, realize loved, he really loved people and children and he's tried to make the world a better place. So following, you know, patterning, patterning after Christ as we, you know, as we all should do, mm -hmm. can do what we can do our part. Yeah. Very good. Help. Yeah. yeah. And that leads us then to the next song. What are you singing for us next? Um, it's called Where Are You Christmas? So this is, I always, this is from, originally from the Grinch movie. And I like it. It's, like, <laughs> it's, a sad, it's kind of a sad song, kind of yeah. melancholy. So, you know, a lot of times this time of year is not a great time for everybody. You know, there's some sadness, and especially in our world, when so many people seem to be leaving the planet for various uh, reasons. And my dad passed away. It'll be two years. So it kind of reminds me of him, but it's kind of at the end, the song is kind of hopeful. Okay. So, yeah. So it's called Where Are You Christmas? <clears throat> Why 
can't I hear music play? My world is changing. I'm I'm repeating myself. So lovely. <laughs> oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Um, when did did you start singing as a just a little girl singing around it kind, the house? It's in the blood. It's in the family. Like my mother sings really well. My both my parents were worship leaders. My extended family are in you know some type of music or dance or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've, since I was little, and I just always. Um, I've just been, you know, singing, singing, doing whatever, musicals or in church or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, it's in the, it's, it's just a passion. It's a passion and, I have. And you're multi-talented and I'm, I'm looking at some of the um, acting jobs that you have had. You've been in some film. You were in Once More with Feeling. Um, yeah, with Chaz Palminteri. That was, and I've actually, I sang a Janis Joplin song. I was competing against him in a... <laughs> It was just funny uh, competing against him in like a karaoke. Uh, that was the scene that we did, and it was fun. It was Who fun. Won? So yeah, I've done a lot of independent. Uh, <laughs> well, he won. 
Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was great. And I've done a lot of independent films, some TV. And um, since COVID, I've been doing more voiceovers and, and things like that, because unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, a lot of us are a lot of a lot of people in the industry are being asked to be jabbed in order to work. So mm-hmm. that's not something that I chose to do. So I had to like kind of, you know, back off and um, find some different ways. So it's been I was when when COVID started in March 2020, I was in the middle of doing um, the Buddy Holly story, um, an, an equity production of that in Connecticut and everything. When Broadway shut down, we shut down and it took two years to come back to it. But, you know, the requirements that they have now, it, it's no, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I don't know his name, but I recently saw a Broadway actor interviewed who just who refused to to get the jab and um, kind of walked away from it. And he was at the top of his top of his game, as it were, on Broadway. But he just had to do what he knew to be right. And uh, right. And I'm just praying that those things change, those things in my union change, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. But in the meantime, I try to find alternate, you know, uh, alternate work and create work for myself and work on productions that are not going to require that of me. Yeah. So, Um, you know, both I would the performance when you're singing and the performance as an actor. Those are quite different um, presentations. I mean, you sort of take on a different persona with each song. I mean, because you're projecting a different emotion. Um, So do you find that easy to go back and forth between being a singer and an actress? Well, I think, I mean, honestly, I think some of the best actors um, who sing are are singers who are are also actors. Because it's Mm -hmm. like you're kind of doing this, you're kind of doing the same thing. Um, You want to, you know, bring it to life, you Mm -hmm. know, the best way that you can. And a lot of, sometimes that does involve acting, you know, when you're, Mm -hmm. when, while you're singing, you know. Yeah. So... And we, I, we go back I to I don't the, really see a separation necessarily. And yeah. I think the better, like the interpretation, like you're interpreting, like right now I'm working, I, you know, as, a, as a, a singer, you always continue to work with a voice coach, which I am here. I found a great voice coach here in uh, Nashville and I've worked with coaches off and on throughout my life, but learning about dynamics and learning about, you know, you know, more song, song interpretation and stuff like that. So, you know, like Frank Sinatra was a great song, you know, interpreter of song. You know, mm-hmm. and learning how to do that. That's a skill. That's a that's an art form in and of yeah. itself. And some of our and make it favorite... original and make it your own as opposed yeah. to. Yeah, some of the old classic else. actors, singer. I mean, it used to be musicals were the highlight and they were some of the most brilliant actors, singers, dancers. You yes. know, they had to sort of do it all in order to. Make I wish I top. was a triple threat. Maybe I would still be working. <laughs> uh, I just say double threat. I sing and act, but like the people that you would think that they'd be working all the time if they're singing, dancing, and acting. But like the, you know, I know my lane. Dancing is not, <laughs> not my lane. <laughs> so, yeah. I yeah. know my lane too. And it's, it's in the theater seat watching people like you. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the audience, right? Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, I enjoy, uh, listen, I love being in the audience too, watching a great performance, you know, but it's, there's something about mm-hmm. like when I, one of my acting teachers used to teach Denzel Washington, she's gone on to be with the Lord long, uh, quite a while mm-hmm. ago, but she always told me that acting is, she said, it's spiritual work. And I think, and, mm-hmm. and, but singing is also spiritual work. I believe that. And mm-hmm. um, what I talk to Dr. Flavin a lot about is like frequencies and the frequencies in the music, the positive, mm-hmm. you know, the positive frequencies that you emit when the types of songs that you sing, you know, that's healing. 
as which which is what we've been talking about. It's so healing. And I don't care whether yeah. people think they have a voice or they don't have a voice. You should all you, sing, sing. Well, I do when nobody's around to hear me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I do want to, I want to do a whole show on, on the healing of frequency. I mean, the science oh, of frequency is so amazing. When it comes down to it, we really literally are nothing but vibration. And it makes so yes. much sense that that healing power of frequency of energy of vibration that connects all life and it makes up all matter you know, what you expo are exposed to can make the difference between health and disease. And oh, it's just, yes. it's fascinating to me. Um, so let's go ahead and let you um, give us some wonderful energy vibrations here. What's our next song? Okay, so we were talking about the classic stuff. So this is kind of going back to like basics. I really love this song. It's like a, uh, a little jazzy, uh, kind of going back to, to roots a little bit, a little class, kind of like a classic kind of standard type song. Okay. So, but a fun song. It's called Man with the Bag. Oh, Mr. Kringle is soon gonna jingle The bells that'll tingle all your troubles away Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Cause Christmas is coming again He's got a sleigh full, it's not gonna stay full He's got stuff to drop at every stop of the way Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Cause Christmas is coming again He'll be here With the answers to the prayers that you made through the year You'll get yours If you've done everything you should Extra special good He'll make this December the one you'll remember The best and the merriest you ever did have Everybody's waiting on the man with the bag. Christmas is here troubles away everybody's waiting on the man with the bag christmas is here again he's got a slaveful and it's not gonna stay full got stuff that he's dropping every stop of the way everybody's waiting on the man with the bag christmas is here again he'll be here with the answer to the prayers that you made through the year you'll get yours if you've done everything you should extra special good he'll make this december the one you'll remember the best and the merriest you ever did have everybody's waiting they're all congregating Merry Christmas. 
Oh, that is a fun one. That is it's a so fun one. We have to mix yeah. a, a mix of fun and, and like, you know, serious songs, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I tell you, I think you might be a triple threat. Given the moves that you're making in that chair, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> It's just chair dancing. That's it. Chair dancing. That's hey, it. You know, <laughs> I like it. I like it very much. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Thank I you. was so excited watching you. I, I lost my list of, of questions to ask you here. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pay attention to too much at once. So I think, you know, we've covered your your acting um, and your music and your tribute to Michael Jackson. And, you know, be more about that coming up. Let's see how we're doing yes. on time. Because am I... Am I right that we've got one more number from you? We'll be doing in just yes. a bit. Okay, I so so. Mm -hmm. so let's um, a, a couple more things I wanted to talk to you about. You've been singing uh, with a reggae artist. Now, are you doing yes, these I, live performances? I was um, since I've been back and forth to Connecticut. Um, I haven't toured with him lately, but I might be starting to pick up back with him again in, in the summer. So Mystic Bowie and Talking Dread. So like I said, my, I love diverse genres of music. And he's, uh, he's a reggae artist that's pretty well known in Jamaica and kind of all around. He used to sing with, um, uh, well, I can't think of the name right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Tom Tom Club. That oh, was cool. back in the, yeah, Tom Club Club and also Talking Heads. So okay. he took a whole album of Talking Heads music and turned it into reggae and pretty cool. So we've been touring on that and he's got some really great stuff, some really great songs. So and I was always somebody that's like, oh, reggae music, eh, okay, I could take it or leave it. But it's, it's different. I, I grew to appreciate it even more performing it live and with a live audience. It's different than just sitting and listening into your car. You mm -hmm. know, it's, 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 it's like an experience. It's just like a whole vibe performing it live and interactively with people. You know, cool. and, and unfortunately, because of COVID, a lot of that got shut down. We were like limited mm -hmm. and confined and that interaction was just not the same. But, mm -hmm. you know. But, yeah, they, they stole a lot of good times from us that we we need to take back. What what sort of um, venues are these in when you when you do the reggae? Is it a, a smaller, outdoor, more some outdoor? It, it oh. was outdoor venues for a while there because people were so panicked. Like we were on um, these were theaters primarily. That mm -hmm. we were in, um, but they were putting up, you know, plastic partitions between because I was doing background for him and I was singing a couple of duets with him, but primarily background. But everybody was like had to be sectioned off behind partitions. It was just it was just so strange mm. uh, performing that way. It, as if the partitions and everybody has block to have masks on. It's so yeah, stupid. It's, I mean, it, just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No. But, no, it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where where is the common sense? It doesn't make sense. I mean, if you if you strap something to your face that can't filter out a virus, but you're breathing in and out, the air has to come in somehow, and it all has to leave. When you breathe out, it has to go somewhere. And exactly. you know, when they when they you're recycling your own coronaviruses or whatever else you have, and you're just right. making yourself sick, right? So but when this when the studies actually look. If it's not, if there's too much resistance in the front, well, air will go where there's least resistance. So it's shooting up, and it's shooting out, and it's shooting down. Anyway, it's just okay. We're not going to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> insanity. <laughs> absolute, in, absolute insanity. Yeah. And I had a question, and I distracted myself with my oh, own notes. Uh, squirrel remark. I was talking about okay, you know, uh, performances and oh, yeah, it was. Do you find the audiences react differently? Because I remember once, you know, I've been to very few con 
conferences and or uh, concerts and stuff. And and years ago, my husband and I went to a ZZ Top conference, and they were already older band, right? And it was a bunch of people wow. in their 40s and 50s and 60s sitting there in a dome, you know, I think it was the Tacoma <laughs> Dome, watching, and we're all bebopping along, you know, and, but it was just kind of nerdly bebopping because of the audience and who we were, but it was fun. Yeah. But then they had these showgirls for that one number they've got about showgirls, and they have these showgirls come out who've got legs mm -hmm. up to here, right? And it was weird because everybody just kind of, quieted down and they were like all fixated on looking at the girls and they just weren't participating in the music anymore. It was so funny. <laughs> then as soon as the girls like left stage, it's like everybody came out of a daze and then they started bebopping to the music again. <laughs> um, but did you find, you know, I, I just think it's so funny in some cultures, people are very much more comfortable being an engaged audience and showing that they're enjoying the music. And mm -hmm. others are just much more reserved. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think in America, they're pretty, I don't know, especially, I, well, I can say with the, 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 the reggae touring I did, everybody, you know, probably some of the audiences has some help uh, with their <laughs> reactions. <laughs> with their inhibitions, okay. <laughs> yeah, their inhibitions. They, you know, the wafting in the air. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. To release gotcha. their inhibitions, you know. Um, yeah. we, we, we did, we, I'm not into that and they didn't do that. So, uh, yeah. the band that was a ZZ top too. There was some wafting going on. Even the lights would go down. engaged, you know, but like, you know, because of, you know, the COVID and everything like that, it's just like all that yeah. stuff, that interaction was just wasn't allowed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, we're going to bring it back because humans need to interact. That's who we're microbial engaged social creatures and we need that to, to survive and to thrive. So we're, we're going to take this world back this coming 2023. Amen. So, and um, the other thing I will say, I was so upset with them, you know, they were, everything else is open, but you're closing churches. You know, and that's where the corporate prayer and being together together, because there's a power in that. And I yes. think people, the powers that be know that. So, yes. you know, uh, so that's, you know, keeping those churches closed is definitely was by design. So, mm -hmm. but now people, um, fortunately, the church that I go to, they never shut down and they never, and, and if you wanted to wear a mask, you could, or if you didn't, you know, we mm -hmm. respect whatever mm -hmm. people wanted to do. Yeah, you know, that's that's so. wonderful. There were some great churches that that followed uh, that same example. Good for them. Um, yes. So you've got a final number to play. Yes. What are you going to What are you going to do for us? Um, oh, holy night! And that's like this, you know, the the standard um, one of my favorite Christmas songs ever. So yeah, I might stand for this one. I don't know. Let's see how my how I'm looking here. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Till he 
Denise, Michelle, thank you so much. We've just got a few seconds. Could you please tell people where they can find you? Yes, uh, Denise.Michelle on Instagram. And also if people want to reach out to Colmed, if they want to learn more about Dr. Flavin and her work and if they need a consultation or anything, go to www.colmed, C-O-L-L-M-E-D dot O-R-G. Well, thank you so much, Denise, and a very thank Merry you, Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. 
Uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back after that with uh, Caleb Howard and some gospel Christmas music. You've been listening to an informed life radio, 11 p.m. KKNW, CHD TV. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a publication that delivers honest takes and critical insights into the issues of our day, then look no further than the Flame Paper. The Flame Paper is written for the people, by the people, who aren't afraid to challenge a mainstream narrative, be it health care, voter fraud, political correctness, or even the one world government. The Flame is full of timely articles, reports, and expert advice written by freedom-loving, truth-telling experts, journalists, and concerned citizens. To subscribe, go to theflameusa.com. During this unprecedented response to an infection outbreak, it has been made very clear that shutting down lives and businesses is not sustainable or repeatable. We've also learned that it's unnecessary. Treatments exist and always exist. For 99% of the population, nutrients and oxidative therapies that support the immune system and improve symptoms are always available to address viral infections. For the less than 1% who need more, Inexpensive, unpatentable drugs can be added to the nutrient therapies to improve outcomes. It's time each and every one of us empower ourselves with this knowledge. We need not ever bring our lives to a halt again. We can both save lives and retain the liberty that nourishes us body and soul. Learn more at HealthyImmunityNow.org. That's HealthyImmunityNow.org. Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization that advocates for healthy immunity, medical freedom, and fully informed medical consent. The right to make medical choices without coercion is fundamental to our civil liberties and a basic principle in all human rights declarations. To learn more, tune in each Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. to an Informed Life Radio and visit the website informedchoicewa.org. It's time to take a stand for medical freedom. Go to informedchoicewa.org today. We need a Hello and welcome back to an Informed Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW and CHD TV. I'm so thrilled the second hour to bring back again Caleb Howard, the gospel singer who we had last year at Christmas time. And uh, come on, uh, Caleb, come join us. I, I want to talk to you a little bit before we get going. Hi there, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas <laughs> to you. So good to be on here with you tonight. Yeah, it, it's. I'm so pleased to have you back. It's been a crazy year since we we last talked, and um, last year we were both recovering from colds. We both had this this cough going on, and <laughs> yes, I remember. I remember that well. Yeah, yeah, but we're we're doing well now, and I I love your background there. Are you at at in your home in Kentucky? I am in my home in Kentucky. This is my wife's decorations uh, on our fireplace behind oh. me. Yeah, for those on the radio, he's got a beautiful stone fireplace and and some glittering, sparkling lights and and stockings. It looks like a wife and kids stockings hanging up behind yeah. you. <laughs> Such a good decorator, and she's has our house just looking like a winter wonderland right now. 
Oh, it, it is a magical time of year. Yeah. So um, tell listeners new to you a, a little bit about yourself um, as a singer. Well, I live in the Appalachian Mountains of East Kentucky. Uh, we do a lot of traveling out of here, but this is home, of course, always has been. I've lived here most of my life. Uh, we lived in Ohio a little while, up around Cincinnati, Ohio, for a little while. And I went to college away from here, of course, but uh, these mountains, uh, a lot like uh, the mountains in Washington State or wherever it is, when you've grown up around them, been raised in them, they become home. Uh, I've been around music my entire life. Uh, my dad and my uncles played guitars and sang when I was a little boy, running around, whether it was family gatherings, reunions, uh, parties, uh, church services, uh, many, many occasions I can remember in churches. Uh, here in these Appalachian Mountains, uh, hearing them all play and sing. And I, I wanted nothing to do with it at a young age. <laughs> and, uh, when I became a Christian at the age of 18, uh, well, actually a couple years before that, I started playing with a few of my friends that played some classic rock bands and, and country rock bands. And I started playing along with them and learning those songs and doing a few little gigs. But I became a Christian at the age of 18, almost 19. And immediately, I just started singing and playing and taking to it. I, I was bitten by the bug, so to speak, <laughs> uh, very, very strongly. And I just got really active with it. And uh, before I do it, traveling here, maybe an hour away, traveling two hours away. And now we've, through the years, it's amazing. We've traveled in about 32 different states, uh, singing and playing. And I'm a minister as well. Did a lot of that through the years, uh, a lot of preaching. Uh, revivals and events, seminars, what have you. But uh, right now, I do a lot of traveling Thursday through Sundays or Friday through Sundays to various place, uh, festivals, events, churches in, in many different states. And uh, I love it. It's a, it's a part of who I am. And uh, <laughs> it's calling or I wouldn't be doing it all. But I absolutely love music and I love uh, getting to convey messages to people and see lives touched, hearts changed. I really do. It's great. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's really what it's all about. This show and Inform Life Radio, we often have on scientists and doctors and lawyers and activists and, you know, it can get pretty serious. And, and a lot of times it's very, it's technical, it's scientific. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's a huge part of health and leading an informed life that has nothing to do with that. It, you know, it's about your, your spirituality um, and your energy. And I think for most people, music is music can be healing. It can be cathartic. It can help you connect with others. You'll understood. Um, Music through the ages has really been part of the healing and health process, uh, you know, body and soul, as it were. And uh, yes. So and I just I, I just think it's so important, um, you know, especially at this time of year, you know, you're a Christian. But even for those who don't follow the Christian faith, I think it's just really important to know that historically mm -hmm. a baby was born few thousand right. years ago. And this, this right. child grew up to be a man who stood in his truth, no matter what the powers that be said, he stood in his mm -hmm. faith and his truth. And right. he showed the world that you could make a huge difference. He changed the world. 
Oh, change the forever. world, you know, forever. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of people right now are making sacrifices by standing in their truth. Um, oh, oh, yeah. But they're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And uh, on Christmas Day, that precious child was born to kind of show us, um, you know, mm -hmm. follow me and, and, you know, we can get her done, as they say in the South, right? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you... What do you want to play takes. for us? Um, yeah. What would you well, like to we, play for we us? Can play a few. Yeah, we can play a few. I've got a, I've got one. It's called A Strange Way to Save the World. And that goes right along with what you were just saying, Bernadette. Uh, okay. A lot of people didn't understand it. Much of the world still don't understand it, how a baby was born in a manger over 2,000 years ago and uh, changed the landscape of the world forever. And mm -hmm. uh, the only begotten Son of God. And the wisest men traveled from afar to see that child and, and uh, you know, to give gifts and honor and acknowledgement of that child. And they seen that star shining brightly and followed mm -hmm. until they found him. So, and it, but the story talks about Joseph. How you hear how Mary was in shock and, and didn't think she could bear the load of, of giving birth uh, as a virgin to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But how Joseph must have felt, the ridicule. Uh, the, the mocking and the persecution he faced as well mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. staying with and for, you know, for carrying out the journey along her side and bearing that cross along her, if, if you will. So uh, this is a very good song. I love the words of this song. It's called A Strange Way to Save the World. <laughs> sure you must have been surprised where he's rolled down here and taken him Cause never in a million lives Would he have ever dreamed of Bethlehem But standing at the manger He saw with his own eyes the message of the angel come to life And he must have thought, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade Why him with all the rulers of this world? Why him inside a stage? Why her? She's just an ordinary girl. Now I'm not one to second guess what angels had to say. But this is such a strange way to say the world. Think of how it could have been If Jesus would have come as he deserved There would have been no Bethlehem No lonely shepherds at our Savior's birth But Joseph knew the reason 
so far. And as he held the Savior in his arms, he must have thought, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade. Why him with all the rulers in this world? Why here inside a stable filled with hay? Why her? She's just an ordinary girl. Now I'm not one to second guess what angels have to say. But this is such a strange way to save the world. And Joseph thought, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade. Why him? With all the rulers of this world Why here Inside a stable filled with pain Why her She's just an ordinary girl Now I'm not one To second guess What angels have but this is such a strange way to save the world. Now I'm not one to second guess what angels have to say. This is such a strange way. I know it's such a strange way. This is such a strange way to save the world. Wow, that was so beautiful. The words are, are just haunting. They kind of chill me when we think about the world today. Uh, and the lessons being learned here. How long ago was that song written? Do you know? I don't. I heard a, uh, I heard a fella sing that song, Lord, probably ten years ago, and I, I said, that's one I'm going to keep with me. I love that song. I've sang mm -hmm. it a lot of places, a lot of different Christmas events through the years. I only play it once or twice a year, so it's mm -hmm. kind of tough <laughs> to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, as a minister. You know, you get up and preach and you're always looking for connections between, you know, the Bible and your faith and everyday life and what's going on in the world. Exactly. And it seems There's like a... that that song is is preaching it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so relevant today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you want to, you know, pull back and you know, unfold the mystery for people more now than ever. Yeah. I remember once a couple of years ago when I was out in Washington um, and I was there with another mama bear 
five o'clock, we were shutting down the Capitol. We were still handing out information, you know, trying to stand in our truth, working hard. And then on the way home, you know, I've got a couple hour drive. She had like a five hour drive and we're calling each other on the phone. And we said, why us? How did it come down to, you know, in this moment of time, you and I, we were the only ones there that day, right? We're like, why us? Mm-hmm. You know, we were basically the just these simple folks, you know, living in hay. <laughs> and it was the angels calling. It was, you know, and God calls, you answer, you know, mm-hmm. and you feel it like, you know, you felt your calling and I feel my calling to to do what I feel is right. You know, um, not for not for fear of punishment, you know, not for hoping for rewards, mm-hmm. but because it's the right thing to do. And, exactly, and and we all need to stick together to um, to have the truth come about. So uh, do what we're yeah. called to do, and uh, if you do what you're called to do, everything else falls into place. Yes. that you got to carry out that conviction. You got to mm-hmm. reach, for, you know, whatever is laid upon your heart, and there's a desire and there's a passion inside to do, and you know, and we're doing it most of all. What I do, you know, it's not for me. It's not about me. Uh, he mm-hmm. said his word. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me and Mm -hmm. uh, know that, you know, that, you know, you're supposed to be doing it. There's no, there's no fleeing. You can stumble, you can fall. And I have many, many times and you Mm -hmm. can come up short and miss the mark, but you got to get up, keep dusting yourself off and keep on pressing, pressing toward that mark and trying to fulfill, you know, that purpose, that plan Mm -hmm. God has for life. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes the calling come and you feel unprepared. You know, I asked me five years ago if I'd ever be hosting my own show. I'd say, heck no, I'm too afraid of public speaking. No way. (laughs) I can't do that. Here you are. Here you are. God still still performs miracles, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What else would you like? What would you like to play for us next? We can do a couple. Let's do a let's do a traditional one. What do you think about that? Let's I do, like that. Let's do let's traditional. Do, let's do good good old Silent Night. One of oh, the okay. original uh, Christmas songs, the staples that we all sing still yet today. Okay, and I'm going to stop my camera so everybody can just watch you play. There we go. Silent night, holy night. All is strong, all is bright Round young virgin, mother and child Holy infant, so tender and mild Sleep in Christ the 
Savior is born. Thank you. Yeah. That's one of those old ones that never, never wears out. You can no. sing. We'll be singing that one all through eternity, I would say. I would say so. It, it is a beautiful one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what are some of your, your holiday traditions that you do besides, you know, singing on an informed life radio, which is going to probably now be an annual event. Yeah. <laughs> you should ask that. We were uh, just tonight. Today was my wife's birthday, by the way. Oh, happy birthday. We'll wish her a big happy birthday once again. We've had a great day with her. We had a dinner tonight. My sister-in-law cooked a dinner. and My mother and father-in-law and her and her child and her husband and me and my wife and our kids all had a great dinner, pasta and salad and whatnot. And then they uh, tradition that the kids uh, always do, and they make sugar cookies with their mom with oh. icing and all the and uh, I just kind of watch and eat, you know. <laughs> so it works out just fine. So they've done that for a couple hours tonight. That's something they've always done, building gingerbread houses in there tonight. Mm. And we've got a, a annual Christmas party. My wife and I usually have uh, most years since we've been married. Uh, we'll host a party uh, just a week or maybe five days, three days before Christmas and have all types of uh, family and friends around and we laugh and play a lot of music. We do, we play music and the uh, Christmas movies are playing and board games and, and uh, do uh, games called dirty Santa. And what's the one called the white <laughs> elephant, the white elephant, all those games. So yeah. we got a lot of traditions and do, and, you know, a lot of big dinners at Christmas time and, uh, and the families are always together. There's nothing like Christmas, my favorite time of year. Definitely. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's all about family and getting together. And, you know, if, if, if the past few years have taught us anything, it's the importance of being together in person. We did. <laughs> we did. Through COVID, through COVID, we realized what a luxury it was to go up and give somebody a hug. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a hugger. All yeah. I'm a hugger too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that was something you miss when you can't have that, you know, real personal uh, communication yeah. with people. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm never letting that happen. You know, I mean, we didn't let it stop us in our family. You know, we, we were, we did what was safe, but hugging was safe if you weren't sick. So we didn't, you know, yeah. 
Um, we quite a bit of it also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got a we got a lot of work to do this new year. So the, this holiday coming with everybody regrouping, get in touch with family, getting that energy back, and the the reason for the season, and the reason we work hard the rest of the year. You mm -hmm. know, we celebrate That's right. now. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. It, so have you um, this past year? Have you had new songs uh, come out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have. We've had a few different radio releases this past year. Uh, got one out on the country gospel charts right now. It's titled Wanted. It's a great Ooh. story. I wish I, I was able to play it with this guitar. I'm not. It's too too good of music. Too <laughs> A lot of oh. fast rhythms in that song. It's great, but uh, I'll send you over. I'll send you over a track of it. Uh, it's on Apple. I do okay. want, you can let all your listeners know tonight uh, in, yeah. in the future. It's on Apple, Spotify, Amazon. I got an album on there from uh, a year and a half ago. I released it. Then we've got one called Always Something that went to number one on a country gospel chart uh, during October. So that was great for us. And we had one called Just Another Storm that went number one about five months before that, six months before that. So this one's doing really well. I think it's uh, maybe at number seven right now on a top 40 chart. So that's three new releases this past year at least so uh it ain't about charting it's not about what you know how high they going in charts but uh they are really good songs with great messages and uh, yeah. uh, it seems like we get a lot of good response from people uh, about those songs the past year yeah well you know as in my former life before i became an advocate i was a writer myself i mean i'm still a writer i just don't write the fiction that i used to and you know when you produce your art and you put it out there and you wanted to entertain people, you do. It's okay to be happy that it rises up in the charts. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> you know, that's what you did it for, right? It. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it feel good that people want to hear it and it's getting good feedback. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, music is is uh like like books, it's a two-way you you provide it, then people have to uh they go on the journey. The, the music takes them on that journey that you want and uh, you don't leave in a cave and you don't write just for yourself. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be any fun if you can't share it with someone. No, it wouldn't be any fun if, um, if you couldn't share it. That's, it's funny how we are that way. There's not too many hermits in the world, I guess, you know? So um, is there something then new that you can play with your guitar or do you want to play some of your older songs give people an idea of your original music yeah uh, let's see here i'll play one called never alone for you uh okay that's one we had last this last album we released i'll have another album coming out in the spring good lord willing this is one of the ones off my latest album yes it's called you're never alone You are never alone. 
about have you ever heard of Isaiah 117 house Isaiah house yes I have yeah so that um I, or do they have a Isaiah houses in uh Kentucky yeah. okay mm-hmm. and there's one in Willsburg Kentucky that's wonderful so I just my husband and I just recently learned about this we've got some great neighbors here that had invited us to a fundraising dinner for Isaiah 117 we didn't know what it was but it's great new neighbors we had and so we went and um, it was just amazing the woman who founded it and I can't remember her name I didn't plan on talking about her she got up and explained how it all got founded. So um, I'll explain to um, to the listeners here that 
you know, when a child has to be removed from a house that is, you know, dangerous situation and, you know, the state protective services goes and gets them, um, often where they're brought is to the office of child services. And there they are in a cold office-like setting, sometimes for hours, sometimes even for days, sometimes they have to sleep on the floor of an office. It is... Yeah, it's already the, a child's most traumatic day of their life. And then on top of that, then they're in this place where they don't, you know, they just feel alone, right? And so this is what you're making me think of. And, and so this woman, um, I wish you could hear her story. I should have her on so she could tell the full, full story. But she said, what if there was a house? What if there was a house that on the most traumatic day of a child's life being removed, no matter what your parents, you're going through at home, you, you, nobody wants to be ripped away from their parents, mm. you know, and you're brought to a house, a real house with real rooms and volunteers who are trained and they're there with open arms and warm food and clean towels and your own bed and clean clothes and everything you could need. What if there was a house full of love that on this day, children who feel alone because they're being taken away from everything they've ever known mm -hmm. and they're brought to this place. And when you hear the woman who founded it talk about it, um, you know, I mean, she was led by God all the way, you know, to creating this thing. And then, um, and, and, you know, and it manifested and she, it, she made it happen and it's, and she named it, I, the, the first baby that she took into foster care herself, a little baby was named Isaiah. And she's mm -hmm. so funny because she said, what do you do when you bring home a baby from foster care and your husband isn't a hundred percent on board? She says, you ask Jesus what to do. So they opened up the Bible and the baby's name was Isaiah. So they opened to Isaiah and I, you could probably quote it, but I, can you quote Isaiah 117? I, I can't. <laughs> That's it's, unfortunately a shame to say. I can't. I'll stop <laughs> right, here right now, right this answer. Well, I put you on the spot, but it's something like look after the widows and the children and the orphans, right? And the orphans. And, yes. the orphans. and so they knew this is the right thing to do. And so when they, eventually um, started this Isaiah House project. They named it Isaiah 117 after that child and then after the, the verse in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's so important for people, especially children, to know they're not alone. And where do you find, you know, you know that you're never alone because you know, you've been touched by God and you look around and you can see God in your life. But a child sometimes really has difficulty feeling and seeing that. And something like Isaiah House shows them, you know, um, through the intervention of others. Um, so anyway, you, you reminded me of that. So I encourage people to go to Isaiah 117. I'm not quite sure the website, something like this. Isaiah 117 might be Isaiah House 117. See if they've got it in your state. And if they don't, contact them because in every single state there are children in need of a, a safe loving place to give them hope on the most traumatic uh, day of the year and i think that your song could be one of their theme songs that you are not well, alone you know none of you talk about isaiah house i could be to a similar place in the mountains of uh, 
North Carolina, Boone, North Carolina, uh, called Hebron Colony. And that's the same concept in a lot of ways, how they run that place, how it functions, just like Isaiah House. So I went mm -hmm. there a lot of years, ministered, sang and preached and whatnot, made a lot of lifelong relationships with people in and out of there. Uh, but now I've got another pastor friend in Pikeville, Kentucky. He goes to Isaiah House on a regular basis. And he, this coming year, is, is trying to get me on board with going sometimes with him on Saturdays when I'm not preoccupied or gone somewhere uh, to do some meetings in the Isaiah House in Willsburg, Kentucky. And mm. they have lots of guys, lots of people that are just desperate. They feel alone. They're broken. Their life mm -hmm. is in shame. They're there. And so many of them find the Lord. So many of them get restoration to their lives and they leave there and <laughs> they're changed change forever it's amazing the stories the testimonies that mm -hmm. came out of the isaiah house here in kentucky it's amazing so that's that's neat you talked about that i'll probably be going there some throughout this next year i i was sent i guess to give you a little poke to make sure you went <laughs> i do follow up and go there absolutely <laughs> it's funny how things overlap in your life like that and you know i just your song inspired me to talk about it and it turned out that you are being called to to perform there and it, it takes a lot of hands because it's very difficult work this mm -hmm. is very challenging situations it's it's a lot of trauma and it takes a lot of people because um, you get i think you can get really um you sometimes need breaks from that kind of work to refresh yourself because it, it can get really hard and i just have such admiration for people who who go in and do it and, and support um, that sort of work. We all need to help. They had a uh, legislative meeting here in Tennessee recently, look at child services It had been audited and, you know, and there's just so many problems to fix. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, one, one of the ways that we can help as a community is to do our best to support these private organizations that are trying to do what they can. It, it's, it's a huge problem and there's not enough money to really answer it and um and not everything can be answered with money um, no money without without the caring without the genuine love and hope behind it i don't yeah. think it really helps the kids it has yeah. to be that compassionate uh funding um and individuals um so anyway People enough of that but they have to have a willingness and a heart to really go do that and meet those needs yeah yeah, exactly. And you know, when, when it's not who you are, if you're not able to do it, to support those who can, you know, mm -hmm. through donations and, and what have you. And um, I agree. Yeah. Both, both are very great needs. Yeah. All righty. So I think I'm ready to hear more if you're up for playing this some more. You want to do, uh, I'll tell you what we can do. We can do uh, another old Christmas standard called Go Tell It on the Mountain. What do you think? Oh, of that? yeah, I like that one. I'd sing along, but then people would turn off the radio, and we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, drown me out. Uh oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, go tell it on the mountain over the hills. Shepherds kept their watching over silent flocks by night. 
hope throughout the heavens is shown a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. I said, go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills, everywhere go, tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feel and tremble, and know above the earth, bring out the angel chorus, they hear our Savior. Tell it on the mountain, over the hills, everywhere go. Tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. Down in a lowly manger, the humble Christ was born. He brought us God's salvation, that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. I said, Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that. Very nice. I wonder when the first time it was I heard that song. How many a, decades ago? <laughs> I think I put a completely different twist on that song, but that's yeah. that's the way I, 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 it comes out. I, I like it. I like it very much. I like that new twist on it. I like that little country gospel flair on the Go Tell It on the Mountain. Have you that's, written any original uh, Christmas songs yourself? Uh, unfortunately not. I wished I no. could tell you I had. I, I do a lot of different ones throughout the year. Well, I mean, throughout the Christmas season. And like mm -hmm. you say, you don't do Christmas songs a whole lot. I'll do a few Christmas events or uh, some Christmas plays or at family get-togethers. I'll do some Christmas songs or with an interview like I'm doing with you. But mm -hmm. you don't play them very often or frequently. So you can even, you kind of need a cheat sheet also when you do your Christmas songs. <laughs> so many other yeah. different songs throughout the year. Uh, yeah. But I love Christmas songs. I actually, if all goes well next year, I'm, I'm, I'm really contemplating doing a whole Christmas CD. I would like to. I would like to, by the end of fall, have one out, or mid-fall of 23, have one out for the, for the Christmas season. I'd love to. Oh, I think that would be fabulous, you know, and everybody needs to have that in their stack with Frank Sinatra and all the other old yeah. classics in there. <laughs> we better start a little lower than that. 
Yeah. So, you know, throughout the year now, so do you, I've never written music. I don't play music. Do you write both lyrics um, and the music or do you partner with somebody? How does that work for you? And I'm going to tell you also, and I, and I wish this wasn't the case. I can't say I'm a, I'm a gifted songwriter. I'm, I'm really not. I, I, I don't know. I think God left me out when he handed out that gift to a lot of people. I just can't, I, I put pen to paper and I, I write nonsense. It seems like <laughs> I've tried, I've tried numerous times and I've got some hit away through the years that I have wrote that I'm too ashamed to let him bail here. <laughs> but <That's funny. laughs> uh, some of my friends in Nashville that are producers mm-hmm. and some other gospel singers I've got to know over the years, uh, you know, we, they, you know, we share thoughts with one another at times when we're together and, and kind of come up with some neat ideas and neat, neat song lyrics. And, uh, and you know, I, I think eventually I will become more involved and active in writing songs. Right now, I guess, you know, if I had one thing I think that has served me well, I seem to have an ear to hear good songs. I can hear a song that suits me, suits my style, seems like, and uh, there's such so many good songwriters in the gospel music field. Uh, you know, I have various songs pitched toward my direction all the time, and I got a lot of good songwriters I know, you know, across the states we travel in, and in Nashville especially. So it seems like I've gotten a hold of good songs, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, God has blessed that thus far. He's took the words <laughs> of it, put to paper, and, and kind of gave me a, a knack to be able to put them out there to radio so far. Well, some are born to write, and some are born to play, so... It's, yeah. it's a perfect match. <laughs> I, I, I have prayed for the gift of songwriting to, to just flood, flood myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, a, a lot of, a lot of music, uh, uh, singers and performers don't do their own music. I mean, they're mm-hmm. always looking for, for good music and um, there, you it's, know, there's. It's crazy. Garth Brooks. I heard a story and I even seen it in part of a documentary about him. He's never penned one that I know of, of the songs that have, you know, made him known around the world. Elvis Presley never penned one song that you've heard him sing. Mm. He, other people had done them and he recut them or covered them or, or he just found them in the stacks of songs that was put at his fingertips on a daily basis. You know, mm-hmm. people just don't write a lot of people. It just didn't come to many. I don't think, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, writing can be a lot of hard work, but it it, it does come from a place of, of inspiration. Now, I, I can't write music. I can't write poetry. I, I, I It's somewhat halfway joke say I can't write anything shorter than a novel when it comes to that sort of creative. I mean, I do a lot of short writing. I, I draft bills. <laughs> mm-hmm. I write articles, that sort of a thing. But um, when it comes to that creative process, you know, everybody's got their own way. I guess their mind puts stories together and how it comes out. And so, uh, you know, but others, some of these songwriters, they wouldn't be able to perform them, right? Uh, and give it that certain something, something that it needs. I don't know if you've heard, it's crazy how talented this guy is. Uh, Chris Stapleton out of Kentucky. Yeah. He's took the country music world by storm. Uh, he's from Paintsville, Kentucky, about an hour and 15 minutes from us where I live. And uh, he's a powerhouse singer, probably, probably one of the best singers there is in music, period, today. And that I've heard over the last couple of decades. He's unreal. 
but he was a songwriter in Nashville for a good 20 year period, mm-hmm. 20 plus year period behind the scenes. And there's uh, <laughs> number one hits that he penned that people were out here recording, you know, and getting all the credit for. So um, shadows writing the songs. And then he turns out, <laughs> he comes out of nowhere and he, now he's the best singer out in country music. So he, he kind of got the best of both worlds, an amazing yeah. writer and a, and a unbelievable singer so that's a read when you see someone along those lines yeah he keeps you humble sounds like (laughs) i've got more than any man should have i believe (laughs) that's funny yeah how are we doing on time it's looking like we're getting kind of close to maybe to the top of the hour i kind of lost track of exactly where we started here um so uh let's Let's remind uh, listeners before you do another song for us where they can go find your music. You um, so you're Caleb Howard with a C C A L E B Howard. Yes, H O W A R D. I have a, a music and ministry Facebook page. They can reach out to me on uh, for any bookings, any appointments uh, along those lines. I'm always keeping an update of big events coming up that I'm being a part of or, uh, you know, different things about my music. If a new single's about to be released, I post that on my Facebook page a lot. Uh, I've got a website under construction right now. It's being rebuilt. I'll have Caleb Ray Howard uh, Music Ministries back up and running very quickly, hopefully by the first of the year. And uh, all of our songs... Uh, thus far that we've released are on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, and various other musical platforms. Find us on YouTube. Got a lot of songs on YouTube, a lot of uh, videos, actually, of mm-hmm. songs through the years on YouTube. So they can find us about any way they need to. And when you say find us, they're just, they mainly look for your name or is there a, a hey, album? Yeah, I said us. It's me. Yeah. So they can find Caleb Howard. Yeah. <laughs> platforms are. Uh, avenues yeah now i've only seen you just you with your guitar do you have other um when you go record in studio yes studios full-blown musicians i don't even touch a guitar i don't even touch mm. it i stand at the mic with a headset on in the booth and, and sing All thank, right. god, thank god for it <laughs> <laughs> They got far better uh, guitar players, musicians uh, in Nashville where we go record. It's it's just unbelievable. And I love to just get in there and put vocals to the music they've already laid down. It's amazing yeah. process, really, to see see how it all comes together. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe sometime when I'm in Nashville um, talking to legislators, uh, you'll be there making music and we can meet up. <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah, and I met you in Rogersville because you came for it was uh, what what was the group of people? They were at the Amy Mills, the historic location that's been there since the seventeen hundreds, and everybody was in the costumes of the period. And Ames Mills, yes. And we're freedom event that day. That's where you showed up. Yeah, you you had just came from Seattle. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You there, and uh, uh, we'd done a lot of uh, patriotic songs that day. And uh, yeah patriotic uh, stories about soldiers. That's something else we do is pretty neat. At least five times a year or so, we'll go to different states. We did some in Alabama and Georgia this past year, Virginia, Tennessee, West Virginia, and several other states this coming year want us to come do at least five to seven of them, I would say. But we go around and, and they invite soldiers, from all living soldiers from wars, 
that have fought and survived and, and we have, there's purple heart you know medal of honor people there uh, you know bronze star uh, recipients there uh, it's amazing they drive for miles to come to these and we've had a great response from holding these uh, celebrate freedom events and i i'm just i bleed i bleed red white and blue i mean i'm a, I'm a I'm a American to the bone, and I, I think more than ever, uh, we need to be saluting our soldiers. We need to be appreciating our military, people who have laid their lives on the line, and they're out fighting. They're out protecting us while we sleep and while we live mm -hmm. our lives, uh, while we still live in the greatest country on earth, despite all of its flaws, despite all yeah. of our, our weaknesses and, and, and failures as a nation. Thank God for the military. Uh, that protects us, and keeps us safe, that we can enjoy Christmas here in America as we're getting ready to free and with our families. It's amazing. So we really put a lot of effort and a lot of, lot of passion into that when we go do those events. Yeah, well, amen to that. And, I, and I'll get my little health plug in there by saying that the way you honor and protect the soldiers is to make sure that any policies that pertain uh, to soldiers are ethical and have scientific integrity. We don't want to harm our soldiers. They're there to protect us and we need to look out for them um, on the home front here. So we got just about three minutes. Uh, so do you want to go ahead and play us a Christmas number or we'll just play out the show? Yeah, we'll do one called It Wasn't His Child to close out with you tonight. I really enjoyed this. Thank that you very much. sounds good. Yeah, thank you so much for being on Inform Life Radio. She was his wife. Late one winter night, he knelt by her as she gave birth. But it wasn't his child, it wasn't his child. Yet still he took him as his own. And as he watched him grow, it brought him joy. He loved that boy, but it wasn't his child, it wasn't his child. And like a father, he was strong and kind and good, and I believe he did his best. It wasn't easy for him, but he did all he could. His son was different from the rest. It wasn't his child. It wasn't his child. And when the boy became a man, he took his father's hand, and soon the world would all know why. It wasn't his child. It wasn't his child. And like a father, he was strong and kind. And I believe he did his best It wasn't 
only good His son was different from the rest Hi, I'm Brian Dacus, President and Founder of the Pacific Justice Institute. For over 25 years, PJI's mission has been to defend religious freedom, parental rights, and the sanctity of human life. PJI has protected patients from being taken off life support and stood up for citizens around the country facing job loss for medical decisions that should be left between them and their doctor. For free legal representation and resources, visit PJI.org. Hi, I'm Lynn Redwood, president of the nonprofit Children's Health Defense. Our chairman, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and our entire team are devoted to ending the epidemic of illnesses and disorders plaguing our children today. Through legal action, we're working to hold industries and government agencies accountable and to establish safeguards to prevent further harm. We're working overtime during this COVID-19 crisis to keep you informed about the politics and science of rush vaccine candidates. Freedom and our children's futures have never been more in jeopardy. But we can succeed. With your help, we can stop the devastation and give our children and grandchildren the healthy future they deserve. To learn more about what we're doing and how you can help, visit childrenshealthdefense.org and sign up for our free news. Please visit childrenshealthdefense.org today. Are you suffering from a sinking feeling that the COVID-19 pandemic is being blown out of proportion and that nothing in the news is making any sense? If so, then there is a fact-based, science-driven news show designed just for you. My name is Del Bigtree, and I am the host of The High Wire, the world's most trusted news source in digital media when it comes to accurate, science-based reporting on the COVID-19 pandemic. From COVID-19 vaccine development to mask mandates, school shutdowns to job layoffs, The High Wire goes beyond providing you with the most accurate, evidence-based investigations. We send you links to the sources for all of our reporting so that you can further your own investigation and come to your own informed conclusions. High above the agenda-driven circus of mainstream media, we do not run. We do not hide from the truth. Instead, we walk the high wire. If you care about truth, then join us on Instagram, Twitter, Roku, and our website, thehighwire.com.